Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That, let me see what I have here. This is a, um, your presence is heaven to me, 
over one hour of piano instrumental worship prayer soaking music. Um, so this one is about, yes, yeah, an hour, hour and 31 seconds, and um, it's just instrumental. Wonderful, wonderful to pray to, to pray. I use it often. Um, it's one of the ones, I believe this is one, I kind of just tapped on this guy, uh, Dappy. Dappy T. Keys Piano Worship. That's the actual producer of it. Dappy, D-A-P-P-Y, capital T, Keys, K-E-Y-S, Piano Worship. He actually puts these YouTubes out. And, um, again, this one was entitled, Your Presence is Heaven to Me, Over One Hour of Piano Instrumental Worship Prayer Soaking Music. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for uh, being on the call. Um, we're in Chapter 15 in the book, Pigs in the Parlor, Practical Guide to Deliverance by Frank and Ida Mae Hammond. You always want to give them credit because thank God for this book. It has blessed me tremendously. Chapter 15 is Binding and Loosing, Binding and Loosing, page 85 in the book. Let's start off with prayer. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We bless your name. We honor you for being such an awesome God to us. You have shown yourself mighty in our lives. You have shown yourself faithful. Even when we have not been faithful, we thank you, O oh Lord, for your faithfulness. We pray right now in the name of Jesus as we proceed into our Bible study, as you open up our understanding to the wisdoms, wisdom of God, that we may walk through this particular portion of binding and loosing. Give us your wisdom, we pray, that we might, again, have wisdom to fight, that we might have wisdom to conduct spiritual deliverance, that we might have the wisdom to fight the good fight of faith in the Spirit, and that we might witness, thank you, Holy Spirit, that we might witness to the glory of God. Thank you, dear Lord, for each and every person on this call. We call them good soil, and we take the seed of the word and plant it into good soil, that it may germinate and bear much fruit. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Let's see if I can turn this. Nope, can't turn it that way. Amen. Binding and loosing. So we're going to look at binding and loosing today. Um, and, and as you look at it, again, the scripture declares that Jesus has given us power to bind and to loose in reference to Satan and his cohorts. So uh, whatever Satan has when it pertains to um, demonic military, demonic structure, when it comes to trying to tear you down, you've got to understand that God has given you authority, has given you power over that. And many times what happens is that the enemy's power, the enemy's um, authority, now watch this, I'm saying authority, but he has none. The enemy has no authority. However, we give him authority when we take the authority that God has given us and turn it over to him. How do we do that? When we allow the enemy to influence, influence us to the point where we use the authority that God has given us 
on behalf of darkness. God has given us authority, and when we allow the influence of the enemy to influence us to the point where we are now operating on the dark side by using that authority in spiritual matters for darkness and not for light. When you yield, let me tell you, you may think, hey, I'm out of it. I'm not doing anything as it pertains to the spirit. I'm neutral. Listen, when you are neutral, when you are not engaged, you are being used by the enemy. The, 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 the phrase is often said that God has given us no spiritual armor for the back. Everything is up front. And it's up front, why? Because we never retreat. We never stop. And when you get to the point where I'm tired, I've heard, I've heard uh, believers say that, and particularly uh, immature, babes in Christ, they're, they're tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. Listen, you, you cannot get tired in this spiritual fight. Why? The enemy will run you over. The enemy will run, literally run you over. You can imagine being in a battle and then taking your weapon without waving your white flag, taking your weapon down from your uh, aiming position and setting it down beside you, and the enemy is going to take you out. So whenever you get tired, listen, it is time to call your brothers and sisters in Christ and say, pray my strength in the Lord. Why? Because you're getting ready to get wiped out. And particularly when you have gone to this level of, of ministry where you have now exercised with either within your own life or within the lives of others, where you have operated in the authority to bind and to loose or to, um, uh, to see demonic presence leave individuals or leave yourself and and when the enemy has engaged you to this level and then all of a sudden you take your gun down and when I say take your gun down and you set it to your side you stop praying I'm tired I'm tired of praying every day I ain't praying with my wife every day I don't care if it's the Lord's prayer you pray every day why? Because the, 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 what was it, Ephesians chapter 6, when it talks about um, uh, after the armor, let me go there real quick. This is, this is when it, oh, it's already at Bible Gateway. Give me two seconds. I'm going to go to Bible Gateway. I want to look at this um, when it comes to Ephesians chapter 6. And in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, and having done all to stand, where is that at? Uh, <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6 And it talks about Here, put on the whole armor of God That you may be able to stand Against the wiles of the devil And having done all to stand Here we go uh, The wiles of the devil For we wrestle not against flesh and blood You do all that in verse number 12 Wherefore, taking unto you the shield of faith, stand therefore. So this is what I want here in verse number 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand in the evil day. That's verse number 13, Ephesians 6, 13. You've got to understand, tomorrow may be the evil day. 
And and today, the 22nd, you confess I'm tired. The enemy roams about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And again, as he came through, he just heard the testimony. I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. When you get tired, you got to understand you are target for the enemy. So, for one, if you're going to confess it, you need to be confessing it to somebody that's going to pray. If you're going to confess it, you need to confess it to somebody that knows spiritual warfare. If you're going to confess it, you need to be confessing it to, in prayer to God that you may gain strength. Why? Because the enemy is doing the same thing that you're doing. He's looking to have control in the spirit. And the only way he can have control in the spirit when it pertains to you is that you relinquish it. Good God Almighty. You've got to relinquish the authority. Watch what it says here. It says, and, and uh, I'm looking at uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 18 and 19, and we're going to stay here for a minute. I'm going to go back to BibleGateway.com. For, again, those newcomers, BibleGateway.com is an excellent um, uh, source of uh, Bible translations. I've got five Bible translations open at the same time, King James Message. Amplified Living and Good News. That's five different Bibles open at the same time, helping you with translation. Matthew chapter 16. Okay. Matthew chapter 16. And we're looking at 18 through 18 and 19. And, and I want to take a peek just for a second at the Living Translation uh, when it pertains to verse number 15. Because, and, and, and if you wanted some good reading, 10 through 19, 10 through 19, but in verse number 15 in the Living Translation, I love it, um, King James says, he saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? In the Living Translation, it says, then he asked them, who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? In every other translation, who do you say I am? Message Bible. Who do you say I am? In the Amplified. Who do you say? And let me let me verify because I didn't see it in the Good News. In the Good News, who do you say I am? But in the Living Bible, it translates that who do you think I am? And it's so important that in your mind, when it comes to you operating in this spiritual warfare, when it comes to you operating in the spirit, period, it's a, a deep thought that you have. And when it comes to you knowing the Messiah, when he said flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, uh, verse number 16, Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Um, verse number 16, uh a message Bible, Simon Peter said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. When you know and understand, let me tell you something. Many people can confess it. There's a difference between head faith and heart faith. When it sinks down to the reservoirs of who you really are, you, you transform your ways of doing things. See, some folks have it in their head, but they don't have it in their heart. So when you have it in your head, it's sinking. This thing is like a sponge. Um, um, the water, it's, uh, if, you, if you get a sponge wet, 
sometimes it can be wet on the outside, but it hasn't soaked all the way in. So once it soaks all the way in, that's when it starts to ooze out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Follow me. When it soaks in, it's on the out. I know you've done it before. The sponge dry and hard, can't even bend it. If you bend it too fast, you may even break it. That's how brittle it is when, when it's dry. When you first soak it into the water, it has not gotten to the, the inner workings of the sponge. Once it saturates the sponge, I'm talking totally. Once it saturates the sponge, now it not only saturates the sponge, but it starts to ooze out. It can't contain, it can't hold the moisture, the water, the juice, the milk, whatever you're soaking up, you're cleaning up with this sponge. And this is how it is in the spirit when it comes to you getting this understanding. Flesh and blood did not reveal this, but the spirit of God revealed it to him. That guess what? He's the Messiah. When you understand that Jesus is the Messiah, he is the son of God. He's the one with the authority. He is the one to come to set us free. He is the one that gives us the opportunity to, for eternal life. When this happens to you to the point of saturation, your life changes. This is the honesty that you've got to have with yourself. Michael Jackson said he's looking at the man in the mirror. I'm, I'm looking at me. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at me. I'm honing what, I, what God is doing in my life that I might line up with him, that he might use me to his glory. And when it saturates to the point, I'm sorry, when it touches you to the point, of just getting on the surface, that's one thing. But this thing right here, the Messiah, you are the Son of God. It transforms your life. I'll never be the same. I'll never. Why? Why will I never be the same? Why? Because I know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I know he is the Messiah. He's the Savior of the world. So now, listen, this portion here, verse number 15, has to be soaked, saturated in your spirit before you can move on. Once you move on from 15, it says, Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Watch, here we go with our scripture. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. I'm going to give to you the keys of the kingdom. Now, now in this text, what it says, keys of the kingdom... And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, this is the point of saturation when you start sitting before God and asking God for revelation knowledge. This is authority that he's given you. Heaven, when it pertains to this particular scripture, heaven is two steps ahead of us. Many times we would think that if we bind it here on earth, then there's a corresponding response in heaven. You've got to understand that uh, God already knows, the Holy Spirit already knows, Jesus Christ already knows what you need before you ask. 
He Listen, from the foundation of the world, he knows the mistake you're going to make in 2017. Before the foundations of the world, he knows the incidents and accidents. It, it's an accident to us. Today, a portion of the van, uh, I've had some problems with this runner on the side of the, of the van. And, and the day I heard it, I'm on the highway, and the runner falls off and is sliding portion of it still stuck on the fan and it's sliding on the road and I hear it immediately I start to adjust watch this thank you God <laughs> I start to adjust because I hear it I look in the review mirror now I see it and I'm trying to get to the shoulder of the road and while I'm getting to the shoulder of the road this thing takes a bad bump boom it falls off and I see it fall off in the mirror I'm no shoulder, very little shoulder. I'm going to call it a half a shoulder. If you know a full-size shoulder, I'm going to say it's about six feet, at least six to six to six and a half feet of shoulder space. This is about three and a half feet. So I got half of the car off. I'm on a five-lane highway. Cars coming. They're not being uh, 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 gentle. They're not being compassionate. Uh, got my hazards on. Now, long story short, it's a accident to me. It's an incident to me. It's an emergency to me. You got to understand the awesomeness of the God we serve. Already knew what was going to happen from the foundation of the world on the 22nd of June in 2016. I'm a little teeny baby, but he knows when I was a baby, when I was a, 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 a bleep on the monitor in, in the hospital, he knew this was going to happen. He knew, listen, Folks can be worried, oh, that guy better watch it. He's, he might get hit out here on this highway. He going after a piece of car. He need to leave that piece of car there. Listen, God already knew ain't nothing going to happen to you, boy. I got some stuff for you to do in 2020. Ain't nothing going to happen. I'm walking back down the road on the shoulder, going after the piece of my car, got the piece of the car, opened the back of the hatch, put the piece of the car in, got back in the car, boom, and I'm gone. It's new to me, but it's not new to God. And you've got to understand, God already knows your tomorrow. So, so it is in this that we see, bore out in this example, God has already told us, already know what tomorrow is. So when it comes to you binding and loosing, when it comes to you gaining this knowledge and you doing it, it's already, he's already two steps ahead of us, and that's what you're going to hear tonight. When we bind it here, God is already two steps ahead of us. It's already bound in heaven. He's given us the confidence through the scripture is that when you do it, you better know I'm two steps ahead of you. You better know that from the foundation of the world, I knew what you were going to do. I know those who love me. I know those who's going to follow me. We've got to keep dealing with these folks who, who are being influenced by the enemy. And, and who are destined for hell, we've got to keep dealing with them, and you've got to keep doing what God is placing in your heart, and as he knows, you're going to make mistakes. Yes, I know you was going to go two years, and you wasn't going to serve me. I know you're coming back, though. You don't know you're coming back, and that's why you're stressing. You don't know that the Holy Spirit is going to prick your heart three years from now and, and reveal some things to you, but God already knows it. So that's the confidence we got to have in God. That's the relinquishing of the the uh, power. The the uh, I like to c call it like the um, cruise control. I like to call it like the pilot 
put that thing on autopilot and say, that will be done. Yes, this is what I pray. I pray that you come off them drugs. I pray that you stop uh, prostituting. I pray that you stop uh, chasing men chasing men and women chasing women. That's my prayer. However, you got to understand, some of the situations that we get into are not going to be turned around overnight. And when it's not turned around overnight, it's that will be done. God, I prayed in the name of Jesus. It's over. It's over. That that situation right there, in the name of Jesus. However, there's always an undercurrent to the strong believer, to the understanding believer. He said, all you're getting, get understanding. To the understanding believer, there's always this undercurrent, this underpinning of what you say and what you do. It's called, thy will be done. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So, Lord, outside of my will, outside of the desires of my heart, it's thy will be done. All right? Let's move on. So, in the, the, the bottom part, in the paragraph under the scripture, on page 85, it talks about, and this is something I believe that you must get an understanding, the Christian must know the power and the authority over demons that, that God has given us. Those are demon spirit, and you've got, you listen, I'm talking about total saturation. You've got to know that you've got power to stop worrying. There's a worry demon. There's a worry spirit. And and whether you want to refer to it as your spirit, whether you want to refer to it as your mind, my mind, my mind this, my mind that, listen, take authority over your mind, take authority over the demon spirits because it's been given unto you. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is the body of Christ. You are a part of the body of Christ. In other words, the church is giving complete authority over the gates of hell. There is nothing that the enemy can bring against you that will be able to stand. When you listen, total, I'm going to refer to it all night long, total saturation. Total saturation. Total. I'm not, not just surface. Not the outside, and you still feel it. You, when you take that sponge, it's wet on the outside, but it's still hard. It's wet. You can feel it to your touch. But when you try to bend it, it's still hard on the inside. Listen, you've got to be soft. You've got to be flexible. You've got to be willing to move when God says move. That's total saturation. When you're still hard on the inside, God is trying to do things through you. He can't do them. Why? Because you still got that hardness. you still got the old system, the old man. It's behold, all things become new. When all things become new, New, that's total saturation. Top of page 86. Top of page 86. Watch this. The power to bind and to lose. So we're going to look at this. It says, the word, when it came to uh, giving you keys of the kingdom, the word kingdom, best, and I believe it said here, this word kingdom is basila. How was that pronounced? Basilea, Basilea, I believe it was Basilea or Basila. There was two different pronunciations. You can look it up. I believe that said Basila. And in that, it means to rule. And that's the key that I really want to get across. It's to rule. You're not ruling. You're not, listen, you, you've got the keys to the kingdom. This means you're supposed to be ruling. And you're sitting on the throne, but you're making no rulings. So you're allowing things to happen that you're supposed to take authority over, that you're supposed to rule on, and you're not. It says here, it is the promise of God's 
word that those who inherit the kingdom of God will rule with Christ. Romans chapter 8, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 5, verse 17, where it talks about the abundance of grace and of the gifts of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So by this one man's offense, death came in. You're talking about Adam. Much more when it pertains to what we receive, the abundance of grace. And again, this is not something, sometimes, listen, you're not operating in the authority because you can't get under the, you can't get out from under the bondage of your past. You don't operate in the authority because you can't get out from the bondage of your past. Matter of fact, your past keeps creeping into your present, ruining your future. Your tomorrow is not going to be what it's supposed to be, what you what it could be, until you start operating in the authority and get out from the bondage of the mistakes you made in the past that keep haunting your present and ruining your future. If you keep allowing it, listen, you will stay in bondage. And as God knew, the, 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 the folks, children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, no, y'all going to walk around in this wilderness for 40 years. Why? Because you refuse. You refuse to believe. You refuse. Listen, God had the promised land ready when they left Egypt. He left, when they left Egypt, they had gifts. They had borrowed and they were never going to pay it back. God provided for them, but as always, people are greedy. So when it comes to you and being able to operate in this authority, you've got to be totally loosed from the bondage of your past mistakes. That's under, that's under the, 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 the covering of the blood of Jesus. It's covered. Now what happens, this is under grace, and that's the point I'm making, that you're under grace. This is unmerited favor. You can't take authority over demon spirits. You can't take authority in your life to claim what God has given you if you're still in bondage. This is grace, and the grace of the gift of what? Righteousness shall reign in life by one. That's through Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Romans chapter 5, verse number 17. If you drop down midway of the next paragraph, it talks about the Christians need to wake up and realize that they have been given much more, what, authority than they have imagined. It is no longer a matter of prayer by which we cry out, oh, God, please come and do something about this awful devil that is giving me such a hard time. Oh, God, please, in the name of Jesus, please do something. It's no, no, no. It's different. But it is a matter of rising up and in the power of the name of Jesus and telling the devil. You got to tell the devil what he has to do. You're going to get out of my life. You're going to stop bugging me in the name of Jesus. No, no, no. I am free. I am loosed. In Jesus' name. Now, you've got to understand that, that whenever you start to operate in the authority that, that um, was given to you, turn here real quick. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Watch this. Job chapter 1, all right? When you look at Job chapter 1, and we're going to look at the 10th, the 10th through the 12th verse, this is the understanding that you've got to have. This is what the enemy's assignment is, and this is something that, again, you hear it, and it goes in one ear, out the other. You hear it, and it's saturating, the, or it's wetting, it's, it's, it's actually has the surface wet, but it's not soaking all the way in. When you understand what the enemy does, has not, this is what he said in verse number 10, has not thou made a hedge about him? And some of us got that testimony. My God, God has hedged you about for years. He kept you from going crazy. You actually should have been crazy. You actually should be strung out. And you, sometimes we, we take credit for something that God did, and, and you think, oh, well, you know something, I used to smoke weed, I just stopped. No, 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 you didn't just stop. It was the Holy Spirit gave you power. For some, it was not you. You wanted more weed. You wanted more crack. It wasn't you. It was God. Let me tell you something. You need to wake up every day just giving God the glory because you could be strung out like the other person. You could be an alcoholic like the other person. You know how, how you love that drug. I don't care if your drugs were people, if your drugs was a substance, if your drugs was things, and how you could not stop buying things. And all of a sudden, see, this is the testimony that you have. It's a hedge about you. There was a hedge about him and about his house and about, I'm back in the scripture, verse number 10, that he has on every side, thou has blessed the work of his hand and his substance is increased in the land. Good God Almighty. But put forth thy hand now. Satan, see, I hope you see it right here. Satan has no power unless he asks God. Satan has no authority. If anything, God has, got, has to remove his hand in order for any devastation to come, in order for any incident, accident to come into your life. Watch what happens. It says, put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Now, this is, what, this is what the enemy is looking for. Verse number 12, and the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he has is in thy power, only upon himself. Put, do you see the stipulations that God has to do in order for the enemy to come? When this happens to you, God does not tempt you with evil. He can't be tempted with evil, evil, and he does not tempt you with evil. When it comes, it's when God allows it to come, and you've got to understand the aim of the enemy is to have you curse God to his face. No, you may not do it with words, but your actions uh, speak a whole lot. You may not do it with words, but your actions speak a whole lot. If you love them, you ought to show some sign. Good God Almighty. If you love them, listen, I shouldn't have to beg you to come to church. I shouldn't have to beg you to study your word. I shouldn't have to beg you to have prayer time. I shouldn't have to keep instructing you, and you've already received these instructions, and you're not doing it. Why? It's based on the word. It ain't based on me. It's based on the word of God. 
And this is what I'm saying, total saturation. When you understand who Jesus is, you understand who God is, you understand your relationship to him. Listen, it transforms you. When it starts to transform you, you start operating in the authority. When it transforms you, you start getting this adrenaline going, this energy going within yourself. And I ain't talking about no energy in the atmosphere. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. When you get this Holy Spirit, and I'm talking it's moving in you, it transforms you. Behold, all things are made new. I don't want to be that way no more. This is disturbing me. So please understand, when you operate in this authority, the enemy will seek to try you. When he seeks to try you, this is when God has given you the keys to the kingdom that you might operate in these things, that you might operate in this power that you may operate in the authority. And what it says, what is this uh, authority that you have? You have it to bind in heaven, whatever is bound in heaven shall be, or bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Okay? It will be what? Permitted. It will be permitted. Already done. This is what it says right down here. What is that? One, two, three, third paragraph. It tells you it's already done in heaven. By the Lord himself. So, again, he's ahead of us. When you bind this strong man, in Matthew chapter 12, verse number 29, it says, How can one enter into a strong man's house, help me, Holy Ghost, and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? You've got to understand the enemy that's trying to take over your household. Matter of fact, the enemy that's been exercising authority in your household, uh, and he's been, watch this, he's been exercising the authority in your household through you. How is that? Because you will not take authority. In the name of Jesus, I am not out of control. In the name of Jesus. Listen, I don't care how many times you got to say it. You got to say it until it soaks in. You got to say it until it gets past the surface. You got to say it until it starts oozing out of you. I am not out of control. No, I am not having anxieties. I bind up anxieties right now in the name of Jesus. Well, you're talking about deliverance ministry. Are you binding this up in someone else? Is someone present? No, ain't nobody else present. It's me. It's anxieties within, it was in myself. So you bind it up until you stop having the anxieties. Well, I bind Bound it, I bound it on the on the ninth, and and um, on the thirteenth it was still there. So I bound it again on the on the fifteenth because I forgot about it. So I bound it again on the fifteenth, but on the seventeenth it was still there. I bound it again on the eighteenth, but now on the twenty second. Listen, if if you still are going through anxiety, the doctor says take two of these for the next thirty days. Why are you trying to take it for one day? Operate in it one day and then not operate in it the next day. If the anxieties are still hitting my gut and something is not feeling right, listen, you've got to continue to bind it, bind it, bind it. It says in one scripture in the Bible, it talks about uh, Jesus asking uh, the demon, what is your name? And the demon, he said, uh, my name is Legion. He said, my name is Legion. <laughs> amen, 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 brother. Amen. Listen, he said, my name is Legion. Why? Because I am many. Listen, you've been going through this thing for a long time. You know it has been bugging you. Listen, you it, it has been bugging you so much, you don't even talk to spiritual folks that can help you. You don't even talk to them about it. It bugs you. You don't want to seem, good God Almighty, 
this, 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 this thing that we got about acting uh, more than what we are. You know, we dress up uh, and try to uh, look like we are richer, that we are more prosperous. Um, we've got we've got so many personality things. I think some folks wear hair that makes them look like they are more studious. They wear fake glasses to make them look more studious, to make them look more educated. They wear certain garments to, again, make themselves look. We are so into the facade that you can't get to the core of the real. You have got to get to the core of the excuse me, the real of who you are. This is what I'm talking about, this total saturation. You have got to get to the point where you say, <coughs> excuse me, this thing is bugging me so much. Every day I'm binding that anxiety in the name of Jesus. Perversion. If there's a perversion, I'm, I'm, I'm staring at body parts too much. Whatever it is, I'm thinking about food too much. It's food, food. I can't wait. As soon as I finish eating lunch, I'm wondering what's for dinner. If it's food, whatever is bugging you, you take authority. We're talking about this is a book of deliverance, a practical guide for deliverance. Let me tell you something. The, 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 the first deliverance needs to happen in you. The first deliverance. Listen, don't, don't put the, the oxygen mask. The plane is going down. There's a hole punctured in the side of the plane. It says, put your mask on first before you try to help somebody else. Can we get you delivered? Can you stop operating? Listen, you trying to help folks, you got your mask. <laughs> I saw this thing in my mind. You got your mask half on, one nostril out, one nostril in, part of your mouth in the mask. You hardly can breathe. The, the, the air quality in the plane, the, 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 the cabin of the plane, is taking on the air of the atmosphere that's not healthy for you, and you steadily reaching out trying to put somebody else's mask on securely, and you ain't totally delivered yourself. You're not operating in the, the authority that you have in your, you got all, listen, you've got this enemy that's attacking you and telling you what you can't do, telling you what you can't achieve, telling you what you can't have, and guess what? You then brought into it hook, line, that's what the Holy Ghost said, hook, line, and sinker. You done brought into it. That's why you won't step out and do it. That's why you won't try it. That's why you won't even, you won't even apply for the job. You won't listen. You won't even apply for it. You won't listen. He he has convinced you that you are weak. You won't even speak to the demon that's trying to run your household. You won't take the authority. Yes, so and so is so and so is sick in the name of Jesus. So-and-so is sick, and you won't take authority in the spirit. You Listen, you don't know your authority, so guess what? You won't operate from where you are to the hospital where they are. I bind up depression right now in the name of Jesus. You can get that person's name, their face, in your mind, and the God you serve knows the scripture because the scripture is God-breathed. He gave us the word where it says the centurion said, all you need to do, Jesus, good God Almighty, all you need to do, Jesus, is speak the word. I hope you hear me today. You are a Christian. You are Christ-like. In Genesis, it said he made us in his image. 
speak to the demon of depression that's on your friend, that's on your brother or sister. Speak to the demon of pride. Speak to that demon of division. That's all he does is divide people. He comes up and he divides them. He gives them different situations that cause division in the body. That's his job. I bind up that dividing spirit in the name of Jesus. I bind up that depressing spirit in the name of Jesus. Listen, when you get into the fight and you realize that this fight ain't happening overnight, when you bound him yesterday and it's still there today, when you see that your loved one is still going through, why aren't you starting to put in more time? Why? Because the enemy convinced you because the demon did not leave yesterday that the fight is over and you lost. No, that's what tonight is all about, that you've got to understand you have the authority and the demon has none. You have the power and the demon has none. The only thing he can do is try to go to God, Job chapter 1, verses 10 through 12, and try to, to, to petition to God that, 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 that your, the, the faithfulness that you are, good God Almighty, the faithfulness that you are displaying is false faith. You don't really trust God. You trust in his blessings. This is what this, the, the, the enemy did. It's because this hedge is about you. It's because of the job that you have, job security. It's because of your mate. My mate is my strength. It's because of your family structure. My family sticks together, and my family has been through it through Thick and thin. Listen, my mate, my job, my position, my household, my uh, the community that I live in, it, none of it is nothing without God. And Satan said that Job's stability was not in God. He brought it before God as a lawyer brings his case before the judge. He says your his his. Faith, his strength is not in God, it's in the stuff that you have provided. And you have always got to let the enemy know that if this stuff leaves, if this job leaves, if this money leaves, if this position leaves, whatever else it is, I'm everything in God. I'm nothing without him. So there's some authority that you have got to have in operation, when you deal with the enemy, and it's, listen, it's got to be saturated within you. Are you hearing me today? It's got to be saturated in you, not surface. Let's move on. Top of page 87. Top of page 87. I'm just looking, making sure of my notes. I got everything on that side. The keys are given to us. We have power over him too. Watch, watch this, what it says up there. It says, there's evidence of Satan being bound. Satan is already bound in heaven. By heaven's power, it says, his power is broken. The key is given to us. We have the power over him, too. So when you start operating in it, when you see the spirit of blaspheme, 
You start, listen, you can call that out. You, when Satan is bound, he is made inoperable. He cannot function. His ability to act against us, he loses it. Thank you, God. When you start up, the key is you're like a, a light, a light bulb that's been twisted in, and then once it comes on, twisted out a little bit where the connection is there, but it's not fully, so it starts to flicker. Good God Almighty. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You're supposed to be shining. But what's happening is your face in and out, you're flickering. On, off, on, off, on, off. You know it's disturbing. When you see it in the natural, it's disturbing. You rather just turn it all the way off or turn it all the way on. This is, you've got power, but you're phasing in and out. You've got to work in this power. You've got to operate in this power. It's got to be an everyday thing, an every morning thing. It's a throughout the day thing. Why? Because you have already gone up to this level. Don't get up to this level and then try to back off. Why? Because you have been exposed now, and the enemy is going to keep coming. So you operate in it every day. Well, I don't feel like yelling today, and, and when I really have my power is when I yell. No, you got to start having authority when you speak in the name of Jesus. No, deep down in your gut, you know it. I bind that demon, that perverted demon off of my child, that lustful spirit. Your daughter, your daughter's overweight. She's got a problem eating, eating, eating. Take authority. In the name of Jesus, that, that, that gluttony, spirit of gluttony, he's a liar, your son, he's a liar. He lies, lies, lies. Listen, not my son, he ain't no liar. That's what you got to say, he ain't no liar. If there's a spirit of lying, deception, you got to bind it, and you got to know it, and you got to continue to bind it. You've got to continue to ask God for discernment that you might operate in that spirit. Halfway down the page, you'll see it. There was a spirit of blasphemy. When you see it, you call it out. When you see it, thank you, Holy Ghost. It's not the person. When you hear the person, then you start getting into the flesh. Pastor, you talked about that. I'm going to keep talking about it because people vacillate from the spirit to the flesh, from the flesh to the spirit. Listen, you got to stay in the spirit. When you hear the spirit speaking through an individual and they're blaspheming uh, the church or, or, or the name of Jesus Christ, when they're blaspheming, listen, you call that spirit. Here we go. It says, you demon, this is what he said. This was his prayer. You demon of blasphemy. God has shown me that it is you. I have power over you to bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot curse in my presence and take the name of the Savior in vain. Of course, the man heard none of what was saying, but the demons were hearing plenty. That's how you got to operate. When you see it and you know it's the spirit of division, when you identify it within yourself, hold on a second, why did that thought come to my mind? That's not my thought. Certain things come to mind, you don't need to take ownership of it. 
No, 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 that's not my thought. That's not how God is training me. That's not what I read in the word. You take authority in your life. That spirit of worry, I bind it in the name of Lord Jesus. Everybody on the call. Why? Because I know that's a popular weapon of the enemy. It's a popular uh, a stronghold that he uses to cause folk to worry. You have nothing to worry about in Jesus' name. I, I speak peace in God into your life in Jesus' name. God is showing us that these strong men have already been defeated and bound by heaven's power. Top of page 88. It's already been bound. This is the authorities you got to work in. And in First John chapter three, the B portion of the eighth verse, the B portion of the eighth, eighth verse, it says, "For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest. Why? That He might destroy the works of the devil. That's why He came. The enemy tricks us into not even acknowledging." This is why my Savior came, that he might destroy everything. Listen, you better know what happened in Genesis when Eve partook of that apple. When Adam partook of that apple, the authority that they gave, the authority, at that point, the authority that they gave to the enemy to run this world. You got to understand that when Jesus Christ entered this world through the Virgin Mary, as prophesied in the Word of God, when He entered this world, He came. The manifestation of God on earth through the person of Jesus Christ, He came that He might destroy the works of the devil. The enemy would have ran roughshod over everybody in this entire earth, He would have mocked God in His faith faith and said, you you lost all your power, I'm the God of the world, he would have just run God down. But God had a plan, and his plan was Jesus Christ. And when Jesus came, he came, this is what the word of God says, he came that he might destroy the works of the devil. I don't know if you got that one written down in your repertoire, but that's one to know. That's one to saturate. That's one to, to let the enemy know. Let me tell you something. You have nothing that can win over me. Why? Because Jesus already came. He lived his sinful life. He hung there on the cross. He died on that cross. He was buried, and he rose again from the dead with all power in his hand. And guess what? He has given. When he descended up on high, he led captivity captive. And watch this. He gave us power. He gave us the Holy Ghost. You've got a power. You've got authority. To us are given the what? Keys to the kingdom. This is what he did in his life. There is power to rule over the forces of darkness. We do not have to pray for it. The battle has been won in heaven. We are to bind on earth what has already been bound in heaven, already been bound. So you got to understand, you're not leading in this binding and loosing. It's already been. Why? When it comes a thought in your mind, before it even comes out of your mouth, before the foundation of the world, God already knows. This thing is just playing out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, you got to get excited about this. 
Dude, listen, it, it doesn't take the preacher. See, again, some of the things that the church has perverted, somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. No, you have got to understand. Folks are shouting hallelujah already. Listen, hallelujah. Why? Because I understand I've got this authority. No, somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. No, no, no. I'm not faulting them. They're trying their best to 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 help the, the congregation along, to help the body of Christ along. But when you hear something and it resonates with you, you got the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. The Word of God ought to resonate with you. When you hear the Word, it ought to resonate with you, and hallelujah ought to come out of your mouth. This is what we, when we hear, when we see this scripture that I've got keys to the kingdom and I've got authority to bind and to loose, let me tell you something. We're not going to go into loosing. I'm not going to rush it. Rush it. You better know that when you're binding stuff here, you got authority. When you're binding stuff here, it's because you got power. Yes, there's a strong man in your house. He's running the house through you. No longer will he run this house through me in the name of Jesus. No longer will he run through my, listen, my appetite. Whatever your appetite is, you've got to get it under control. If it's an appetite for TV, if it's an appetite for candy, if it's an appetite for snacking, if it's an appetite for too much food, if it's an appetite for um, pornography, if it's an appetite man for man or woman for woman, whatever the appetite is, if it's running your life, let me tell you something, the enemy is running your life through you. You've got to let the Holy Spirit run your life through you. It's thy will, I'm going back to the beginning, it's thy will be done. Help me, Holy Ghost. It's thy will be done. God, I trust you more than I trust me. I trust you more than I trust me. I need you in every area of my life. And you've got to understand that God has given us his word, and then he's given us the ability to make decisions, and there are some decisions that you make, and when you relinquish your power, your authority to God, listen, he won't let you go wrong too long. He'll bring it. Listen, he'll send a Nathan in your life. Yes, David was winning battles on, on the behalf of the kingdom, on behalf of the, the, the children of Israel. Yes, he was winning battles. Yes, he was fighting on behalf of God. Yes, he had a, a, a heart after God's own heart. His heart was a, he was a man after God's own heart. His heart was like God's heart. Yes, he was doing, but David made mistakes. And not only did he make a mistake by sleeping with Bathsheba, he made a mistake by having his, his, her husband killed. However, God didn't let him go wrong too long. Listen, this could have continued. That Bathsheba could have been the first one. He could have married. He could have had sex with someone else's wife, and had him killed. He could have had sex with another man's wife and had him killed. God will not let you when you are God's man, when you are God's woman. The confidence you got to have is that God is my Father, and He ain't gonna let me go wrong too long. Somebody need to write that down. You don't have to worry about it because God is your father. Oh, 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 I made a mistake. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Listen, don't beat yourself up. If God's not beating you up, don't beat yourself up. Even when David made the mistake and he slept with Bathsheba and he had Uriah killed, and God said, listen, the baby's going to die, and the baby did die, but God gave him another son. And Solomon, wow, what a son. 
What does it show you? That I'm not in this to beat you up. I'm not in this to when you, when you do wrong, that I I'm, I'm want to hold it over your head and cause you to go through grief. That's not God's way. He loves you. That, see, you don't have it. It's not saturated. That's why you're beating yourself up. It's not saturated that you've got, and all you're getting, you didn't get understanding. You got it. You heard it. You know it, but you don't have understanding. When you understand that God so loved me, why? Because I'm the world. I'm a part. I'm the part of that puzzle, and any part of the puzzle is the puzzle. Thank you, God. No, what is this? This is puzzle. All of them put together, this is puzzle. I'm not a piece of puzzle by myself. I'm the puzzle. You say, well, no, you're only a piece. No, I'm the puzzle. The puzzle, not the puzzle without me. So he so loved me. This is what I, how I look at it. I can't live. I can't live your life. I can't have. I can't be the God in you. I can't put my understanding and my faith in you. I can share what God gave me in the word pertaining to you. You've got to receive it and be saturated in it and operate in it so you don't worry. you got peace. I speak it in the name of Jesus. If you don't have it, I speak it in the name of Jesus. I speak it until you grab it. I speak it until you understand it. I speak it, I speak it until you open your spirit up and be saturated with it. I speak it until your life change. In the name of Jesus. I know it's early, but let's pray. And in the name of Jesus, I continue to speak into the lives of those who don't know God to the point of saturation. I speak up, up the broken pieces of your life to not torment you any longer. The dry places in your life to be saturated with the Holy Spirit. I speak it in the name of Jesus. I speak understanding into your life. Until your mind receives it. I speak it in the power of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. I speak it into your life. Until those hard places are broken up. I speak to every, every demon that's been assigned to you. In the name of Jesus. I'm binding my prayers with those who have faith. And when I speak, we speak as one cohesive unit. We speak as a force to be reckoned with in the spirit. And we bind our spirits together that many spirits might be put to flight as we speak freedom into your life. As your as the words fall from my lips into your ears, I speak freedom in your life that you might begin to operate in what God has given you. That you might take authority in your household and that worry no longer dominates in your house in the name of Jesus. Every addiction and every bondage from your past is broken in Jesus' name. Every bondage and historical, biological in your DNA that's hindered you is broken in Jesus' name. Generational, thank you, Holy Ghost, is broken in Jesus' name. The curse is broken in Jesus' name. This is the way you pray. You take authority. You're not begging and pleading. You come before the throne boldly and speak those things that be not as though they were. You take authority over demon spirits. You take authority in your spirit and cause your spirit to relinquish, to yield to the spirit of the living God. I cause every spirit to yield in Jesus' name. 
understanding. I speak it in Jesus' name. No longer walking in ignorance and no longer walking in darkness. In Jesus' name. That will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. The authority that God has given us. God bless you, saints. God bless you. Thank you so much again. Thank you again. We've we've been a, a consistent consistency with folks from outside. Matter of fact, we got a call of the night from Tennessee. Amen. West West Virginia, Washington D.C., Virginia, Maryland. Thank you. Please share this call. Share the number. Share the email address. Amen. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. God willing. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.